It is uh, the year of our Lord, 2022, January, as we record this. And this is another episode of The The Yamcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi, Chris. Okay. We like talking about young adults, college students, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we think the best way to do that is talking about the Bible and what the Bible entails and all that sort of thing. But this is another monthly five episode, so we do less of that than normal. But if you would like to contact us at all, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at the Yamcast, or you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. Man, when the lips just don't move like they're supposed to. Yeah. I hear you. Get all. I have a lot of those tongue tied. Especially during sermons, I start getting like all. Or when your mouth just gets dry, so it doesn't quite move like it's supposed to, to enunciate your words. Yeah. The good news is. We don't get that many emails, so even if it was... So even if they had a letter wrong, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You can find us. Come find us. Mm-hmm. We've had a ton of random downloads this month. Oh, okay. Like like a ton. Weird. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I like it. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> I don't mean it in a negative way. <laughs> I, I just mean... It sounds so funny. We're like, this is weird. We both have been making this thing for a while, and I think... At least in my expectation, there's going to be some moment all of a sudden where it just gets spread to people mm-hmm. outside of peripherals. And we're not there yet, but the last month, the downloads have jumped like considerably. And mm, I'm, I'm okay. going, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. We'll find out. So all that to say, uh, it's time to talk about Monthly Five stuff. Yes. Yeah. Can you believe it's January 2022? Um. I mean, I was going to say, can you believe it's the end of January? Where I actually feel like January, usually I feel like January is like 97 days long. Sure. Like it feels forever. Sure. But this January, I felt like went by just fine. It's been a weird winter in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't felt forever like in past January. I'm fearful that February and March are going to make us feel like that's not right. I love February. I mean, what what helps me get through February is my birthday is the last day. So that kind right. of helps you, right. you know, whereas like, for example, your birthday is the beginning of May. So it's like, well, there we go. It's over. But what if this year, but I also love we Valentine's get like 70, what if we get 70 inches of snow this February? And then what if it keeps snowing into March? Snow days, snow days, snow days. As a teacher, you like that. Well, and technically because I live close, I should still go in, but seeing as I have a infant now i feel like i could use that card the baby needs me (laughs) i don't want to take the baby out in this what if we get in an accident our sleigh is broken down i can't bring the baby (laughs) the horse the horse doesn't have probably be more reliable than a vehicle (laughs) that's what i'm saying like how great would it be if you're like you've got a vehicle in the garage and then you've got a sleigh next to it with a horse that'd be really cool that would that would make the snow far more enjoyable i actually agree with you if, I, if you lived in the country, in the city, it'd be yeah. kind of odd also because they plow. So <laughs> I don't know where Although, you would Although, still be pretty cool. <laughs> that's, yeah. Heidi, if we get a farm, that's what we're doing. We're getting a sleigh. <gasps> and we're so going to, cool. oh, we're going to get like mush. I'm going to, all the dogs you want to get. You're going to get the dogs. I'm going to hook them up and I'm just going to run them to work every day. And they'll sit in the parking lot, wait for me and bury, <laughs> the, bury themselves in the snow. 
I think this is going to be awesome. I like it. I so like it a lot. I'm speaking it into existence right now. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that theology, but I'm doing but it. But if I did, I'd be doing it right now. <laughs> what are you reading? Please save us from our, yes. our rabbit trails. So a couple of books that I finished. I finished. <gasps> That's um, good news. Yeah. Finished Sarah's Key. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's by Tatiana de Rosnay. Did she find the key? Um, the key was never lost. Oh. Yeah, the key was never lost. It was in the um, door. It just she, was, as she walked in, she in left it in the possession. door. So <laughs> she, so this takes place modern day, but then also flashes back to World War Two. Okay, in France. Okay, and Sarah is part of a is a child in a Jewish family. Great. She they are starting to get rounded up. Yep. By their own people, like by the Jew or the. Yep. The French police, French police which yeah. was like crazy to think about, you know? Sure. Because um, it was always the Germans doing everything, but when it was actually their own people. Right. But obviously they were forced to by the sure. Germans. Anyways. Um, she hides. Or her brother is like, oh, no, I'll just go in here and I'll be safe. They had this little cupboard that you couldn't tell was even there mm-hmm. when the door was closed and you could lock it and you couldn't tell. And she's like, okay, I'll lock you in and we'll be we'll be back. And obviously when you're reading that, you either thinking, how does she make it back, or he's going to die in there, you yeah. know? Because she you're like, she you, goes back, and there's a bunch of bones in a cabinet. You know that she's not making it back, you right? Know? So, but then it also flat, flat, fast forwards to modern times, where this family is going to be moving into that, or no, they not that not that they're going to be moving into. They have they moved into it. They're like, yep, you know, grandparents moved into it actually right after Sarah's family left. Because that's what happened to a lot of Jewish homes. Anyways, and yeah, they find out about Sarah and all of this stuff. So anyways, oh, wow. it's a really, it's a good story. They're powerful. And yeah. Yeah, it was hard to read at times. Is it real? Or was it? I don't think it's real. So fictional, but believable fictional. Yes. Okay. It's a historical fiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good. That was a, I liked that one. Well, um, that's, yeah, hard that's to big. listen to at times because I actually um, did it through audiobook. Mm. But it's an easy one to do through audiobooks. Sometimes they're not easy to listen to. Right. Um, and then I read Verity by Colleen Hoover. Colleen Hoover writes a lot of very good just fiction. Um, this one was like twisted. Most of her fiction is like, I mean, it still has some depth to it, but it's just usually just a romance kind of a thing. Sure. But this one was like, yeah, it had, it was, and I've heard that it's twisted and it is twisted. So. Very eerie. good? And it was very good. And at the end, it kind of leaves you going, well, was it this or was it this? Like, it keeps you, you Oh, so know. you're, so you're, like, the story was satisfied in some way, but you're still having questions. Well, just because you don't know what, right. the, what was real. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it was interesting. And then I've started reading um, by Francine Rivers, The Mark of the Lion series. Sure. Have, you heard, have you heard of that? No, but I have a spouse that reads most of what Francine Rivers has written, so. It's takes place after the fall of Jerusalem. Okay. So about 70 AD and in Rome and it follows a Jewish slave, but she's actually a Christian who a Roman soldier took pity on her in Jerusalem mm. and she ends up making it into be a Jewish or being a slave in this Roman household. Sure. Um it also and then it so it's that family that follows around and it also founds follows around a German um, captive 
who becomes a very famous gladiator. So, and that's about where I'm at. So, very interesting. I mean, if you like, because it's, it's, it is Christian. So it's, yeah. It's and historical fiction Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's good with her research, so. Because it was, I like, reading it, I was like, this, Rome was disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you just don't think, because I was like, it is all about pleasure. If that person brings you pleasure, that brings you pleasure. Yeah. Like you just, you are all about whatever yeah. brings you pleasure. That is what you right. go for. Like, it just, I just am like, wow, that is, because how freely she talks about it just made me go, oh, then that must be very commonplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, I was like, wow, it's kind of disgusting. Honestly, the majority of cities up until Christianity taking over, that was the mark. And actually, I'm finding I was I found a lot a little a little bit of similarities from that to like where we're at to now in our world. Oh, where, that's weird, right? Um, just reminds <laughs> me of like Ecclesiastes when he's like, "There's nothing new under the sun." Like sure. it's just going to keep yep. being a cycle. But just yeah, we're I think that's where we're at too. Where if it brings you pleasure, that is what you go for. And and and, and I wouldn't even say we say pleasure, but it's like if that um, is attractive to you. Go for it. If right. that, you know, like, whatever. If that brings you happiness, go for it. Right. So, just very interesting. So. Well, and we're watching our culture come unglued a little bit, and this is where things go. hmm So. When you don't have a standard, or you don't have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. M- meaning one overarching narrative that pulls it all together. And so the postmodern movement has really pushed us to this place, which feels a lot more ancient than people realize. It's just, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, we just keep repeating, right? Yes. People wonder, why do you, why do we, why do you need history? Why do you have to study that? Mm, because we repeat it over and over and over again. Right. So. And, and what's the use of God? Oh, well. If Without it. God being real and being who he says he is and then giving us a narrative to follow makes us better people. That's the, that's the Christian gospel in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. The, the better story is God's version of the story. Your family does not suffer when you do things God's way. Yeah. So, anyway. What are you reading? Uh, so, one of the movies that I saw that I see you saw as well, it mentions a name, Carl Sagan. So, we'll talk about that in a second. He is a scientist who passed away. He's written a number of big, big books. They're all... Uh, would I say anti-Christian? Maybe not intentionally, but they are trending that direction. Mm. So the one that's most famous by him is The Demon Haunted World. It's Mm -hmm. basically a narrative as to why science is so great for us all. So I'm reading that. I'm a few chapters into it. It's pretty uh, interesting. He's basically preaching the gospel of science and then explaining why religion will never succeed in helping humanity to the extent that it should. I disagree with the premise, but I'm reading it because I want to be, I want to just, I don't want to argue with him, but I want to know it so that when someone comes to me, I'm able well, to say, yeah. yeah, I read it. Here's, here's what I didn't love about it. So, so cause you said that religion doesn't help our world as much as it should. In his mind. So he's saying that it should actually help more than it does. Or is that not? He thinks religion is pretty much bunk. Okay. 
uh, and that science has all the answers. But what I'm noticing a few chapters in is mostly what he's angry about is Christians fighting with him mm. about some of the finer points of some scientific arguments that have been made. And I, I have a feeling that I'm going to address things a little differently than how some of those Christians would address things. But that's neither here nor there at this point. So, Because there's some elements of science you can't argue with. Two plus two equals four. Or gravity. Sure. Or like, yeah. Truth is truth. And so I... I just come at it from a slightly different perspective. I'm not afraid of science. I love science. I, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Well, and, but there's some things that have, that are technically theories that people have made to be truth, you know, like, and that's the stuff that can be, get a little messy. That's what, yeah. That, I think that's the problem is some people don't understand. We're not antagonistic towards science. There are some elements of science that are very much up for grabs still that some have said there's no other way to think about this. Yeah, it and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, there are other ways to think about it, but it doesn't mean that we're anti-science. So, so I'm going to read it. It might be incorporated into my final paper. I don't know yet. I'm just kind of, I'm reading it because I know it's antagonistic toward my worldview and I want to read it to press, press myself, pressure myself into thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, nothing in it has so far has compelled me to be like, oh, maybe God's not real. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But he does make multiple comments about, Religion could be better than it is. And I think what he's looking for is some type of hybrid. I believe everything science says, and I, I maybe loosely believe in God, which ironically is where I think a lot of folks are today. Mm-hmm. And I would just flip those two and be like, my relationship with God yeah. is the most important thing in the entire world. And everything that science eventually proves to be true, don't discount that the father is who he says he is. So I can, I can live with this. So yeah. What are you watching then? Well, Some good things. I'm gonna leave one for us okay. to chat about yeah. in a second. Um, I did go to a couple movies this month. I went to The Kingsman, <laughs> which which okay, so The Kingsman is British, right? Yeah, it's and it's like comedic. A few years ago, they made like a what is his name, Taron Edgerton? Edgerton. Yeah, yeah. So he. He played like this punk kid who gets found by this guy and he joins this secret service group called the Kingsman. So it was called the Kingsman secret service. The movie was a little bit irreverent, ridiculous. I watched it and thought I could have gone without that. Mm -hmm. This one is like the birth of the Kingsman and it happens during world war one. There's a sword fight with Rasputin. There is. uh, (laughs) So it is. It's like Lenin Lenin is involved. I mean, it is like ridiculously over the top, Mm -hmm. weird, funny, as a historian kind of person, I loved it because it was just kind of like, that's so stupid. But it was so fun to watch. Uh, terrible language. Very, very violent. Nothing. Redeeming. No, nothing redeeming. And only a few things that were in inferring acts with other mm. people okay. in a sexual way. But nothing crazy. But I, I left it going, that was stupid and fun to watch yeah. so it kind of did what i thought it was going to do but it was free so i went and did it then my nephew had a birthday happy birthday landon he made it to the amcast good for you buddy mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to see american underdog the kurt warner movie oh oh okay yeah. so we all went to beloit to the uh the lounging theater they have a mm. the classic cinemas there have like chairs that lounge and all of them heated chairs yeah because there are a few in freeport that do well it's the There's same like company few, classic cinemas yeah, no, i'm just saying there are a few theaters in freeport that have that correct just not all of them. Right. Yeah. But imagine an entire theater with all of them. Mm-hmm. That's what the one in Beloit does. So he's like, I want to go there. So 
we all went up to Beloit, had dinner at Lucy's, and then we went to watch American Underdog. And it was hilarious because I knew the whole story. And everyone else was like, all my sister-in-laws. And I mean, it was like the whole family almost. And uh, people were just like, I didn't realize Kurt Warner did that. I didn't realize he won the <laughs> Super Bowl. It was like so funny. But anyway, it was great, really encouraging, kind of goofy, fun. Uh, so that was good. And then the kids and I, there was a deal with Hulu that kind of like let us get Disney Plus back. So we mm. we did that and we watched Hawkeye over the last Is week. That good? Legit amazing. Now with that said, both of my daughters, their favorite characters is well, Dylan's favorite character is is, is uh, Black Widow and Black Widow's sister Yelena who showed up in in the Black Widow might or might not be involved in Hawkeye. Mm. So they all loved it. It was great. It, it was a good good show. And it the MCU is just getting fun like Things are clicking and making sense. So it was a good follow-up to Spider-Man because there were even a couple of references to what was happening in Spider-Man. And I'm like, they're just tying it all together. It's I don't know how they can Like, I don't know how your mind can weave that many things. It's kind of crazy. Know? Like, it, I don't... It's getting nuts because there was a comment made in Hawkeye about the new Statue of Liberty, which is involved in Spider-Man, and they weren't made at the same time. And I don't know if super nerd moment, but... Uh, so the, the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange's next movie. Mm-hmm. Have you heard some of the rumors about who's coming into this thing? Mm-mm. So like Tobey Maguire is supposedly going to reprise the Spider-Man role. Oh, okay. Uh, the other rumor is that Tom Cruise is going to play Tony Stark because he turned the role down, which let Rod- Robert yeah, Downey. Yeah, I do so know in a mul- So in another universe, imagine if, if Tom Cruise shows up as yeah. Tony Stark and Wolverine's coming back supposedly so Hugh Jackman has just confirmed he's going to be in that one and I'm like what this is crazy so they're going to start pulling in X-Men Spider-Man wow all of it's nuts all right I'm done what are you watching wow (laughs) so I I don't know if I've talked about this show have I talked about ghosts before Mm -mm. so that's on it's a CBS show so I end up either just watching on my phone and casting it onto the TV or we do have like the CBS channel Sure. That we can watch it on. It's it's just a thirty minute, so probably like twenty minute sure. sitcom, but it's really funny. Um, it's about. I wonder if I have talked about it before, but if not, I don't I think mean, so. I've never heard of it. Um, so this couple they inherit this big mansion, like yeah, mansion. It's like very large. Okay. And co- what comes with it are a bunch of ghosts. What? Now. They can't see them okay. until she ends up like, I think in the first episode, so I'm probably giving it away, but she hits her head and now she can see all of them. Oh. And so this is like the first time they've been able to like have somebody to like talk to. And, and so you have, you have a ghost from, like you have a, a Native American ghost. Sure. You have a ghost from the 20s. Okay. You've got a ghost, you have a Viking. You have, because um, if you died on that property your ghosts remain there. Sure. Now, they don't all stay because some of them actually do get, what do they call them? They, <laughs> they call it getting sucked off. <laughs> but what's funny is it's the older ones that are saying it because they don't know, yeah. obviously, what it means. Anyways. Sure. So, but it's just really funny because, like, when she first comes, she's, like, burning sage, and she's like, oh, this is supposed to, you know, get rid of, cleanse this house of the evil spirits, and all of the ghosts are like, gosh, that smells so great. Oh, my word. And they, like, follow her around. And so it's just really funny. Um, yeah, because so she her, can start to see them and her husband can't. Right. And so he's like, are they in here right now? 
this is getting weird. Like, and it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's a funny. You have somebody from like the um, American Revolution, somebody from the eighties. So just like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. So Sounds we, legit. En- we enjoy watching that one. And then I also watched, um, don't look up. So did I. <laughs> it was just so bizarre. It is so bizarre and crazy and propaganda-ish. Yeah. But but also kind of like but, spot on. But totally like, amazing and it's terrible. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't even know what to, even else to say about it. So it's in the beginning so- of that movie, when the comet is, and they start doing the math, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio's character says, what would Carl Sagan do? And he starts doing the math as to where the comet's going to hit. And then he stops and erases it, steps away. That's why I started reading mm. the book was I'm like, all right, fine. I've heard this name enough. I've never read one of his things. I'm going to read yeah. his most famous book. So anyway, it's crazy. It is. I feel like the acting was phenomenal. It was so good. Like I, I heard that a ton of it was ad-libbed. Yes. Like the Oval Office scene, like they, uh-huh. they like did that like five or six different times and just- yep. Like throwing random things out, like just, yeah, they're. It is terrible and horribly inappropriate. Yes, and yet not shocking compared to the world we live in. Oh yeah, it. Which I think is yeah. part of what they did. They just they tried to ramp it up to be so ridiculous, and yet you're watching it like, yeah, that seems like that's happening right now. Yeah, or has happened in the last. It, it makes multiple shots at at either administration, mm-hmm. either current or past, and then. The whole concept of American, you know, how one statement can make propaganda that everybody just believes without thinking about what's yeah. true and what's not true. And Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It's one of those that I, I don't feel like I can recommend, but the whole world's watching it anyway, so we probably should sound off on it, which, yeah. Yeah, I just, because um, I know we, it's a long one, because I know we were watching it, and I was like, there's still a half an hour left of this movie? Um so it definitely was a little long, but it was, I mean, it was, it was funny at times, but it was funny because it was like either outlandish yeah. or inappropriate or whatever. It's amazing but, satire. But it is like, yeah. Wasn't the Facebook guy the greatest? It's just. He's <laughs> just like, I didn't have any friends when I was little. So his I, voice cre- is, I created this so that I could have friends. He's like, oh, I didn't foresee that happening. Like, his just voice is so bad. Well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so great. Anyways, so that was, and I felt like I needed to watch it because people were watching it, and not like a just jumping on a bandwagon, but like, yeah, I just wanted to Agreed. See, what was, see what it was all about. And it was interesting, I'll say the least. Yep. And then I just went last night Oh. to watch Redeeming Love. We went and saw it last week. Yeah, and I, so I read the book, I've read it a couple of times, Francine Rivers, um, it's more of a, I mean, it's more modern than Old Testament, obviously, but it's, sure. it's a m- modern, quote unquote, telling of Hosea. Correct. Which is very applicable to what we are doing. It's like we're doing Hosea what? right now. It's crazy. Um, so, because I had heard that there were some, some critics saying things about it. I don't know, like something about staying in an abusive relationship or just different things that I was like, what? I don't know. 
I don't know if they just didn't know what it was about before they went, maybe. I don't know. But that would be weird if a critic didn't know what they were talking about yeah, when they just started yeah, randomly throwing What did you I really liked it. I thought it stayed pretty true to the book. Um I mean it was long, but I didn't really feel like it was long. I didn't really you know, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, because I've had times where I'm in movies and I'm like, this is still going, you know. <laughs> but that I, I didn't really feel that way. Um, no. What What were your? I know you went with different people, so yeah, I don't know. I've said to a couple of people, I don't know that I can recommend it, but I don't know that it was a bad movie. It's more just like the people that I typically talk to are pretty strong Christians, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are guys who might struggle with certain topics Mm, or concepts and it was a little more i mean it's about a prostitute so So, some elements of it are a little more risque than you would think uh yeah i here's my thoughts i think the message of the movie is fantastic like emotionally phenomenal really well done and it it ties really closely to hosea one through three Mm -hmm. and i think it does a great job of explaining true faith and how it can ultimately change even the hardest heart as they see godliness really lived out and acted out. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the perpetration of humanity and how evil it is, all of that is really well done and beautiful. And th- it leaves you just going, whoa, that was a really powerful movie. With that said, you could have made that exact same movie and implied a lot more. And then I would have been able to recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't even, like the PG-13 rating is is what it is. And it, it didn't do anything outside of that. And there really wasn't anything that you were like, whoa. Although there was a couple scenes that they would probably say were necessary that I would say could have been filmed differently and still explain the same concept, whether that's mm-hmm. intimate romance between a couple or uh, even just implying prostitution and things. Whereas certain scenes you're like, eh, what's that? So that that was my opinion. It, it was a great concept, and it was really well mm-hmm. done compared to the book, from what I understand. I never read the book. Yeah. But that's where I was at. What about you? Yeah, I I mean, knowing that it's like, quote-unquote, Christian, the, the premise of it. Like, yeah. I know the book was and whatnot. There were times where you're, I'm thinking, wow, this is definitely pushing the envelope a little bit. Sure. You know? Um, that's a good way to put it. But then I had to remind myself... As, I mean, you did say that you could do it in another way, but I was like, it is a prostitute. Sure. Granted, that doesn't necessarily mean I need to. And it could have went even further, you know? Oh, it, it, so right. just, yes. Yeah, I mean, because I would say there was one part when it was, when he first met her um, in her room that I was like, oh, they chose to do that. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, was probably there their sex scene that was a little mm-hmm. I mean and once again it could have went farther you know sure. um but also probably could have been a, done a little differently I mean I uh the one thing I did not love so Eric Dane yeah mixed demon. um his accent brutal. was horrible brutal oh my gosh every time he talked I'm like why did they do that yeah, it was an attempt at an Irish accent I know it was bad and I don't and I don't remember if that was, I'm guessing that was in the book. I don't know. But I was like, could you just make him just have American accent? Like, cause that was just, <laughs> it was just bad. Um, but I, yeah, I, I liked how she, I mean, this is in the book too, but she comes to know 
the Lord on her own. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously her mom knew the Lord. And so that she already had a little bit of foundation, but then his Michael Hosea's love for her and how he had showed that helped with that as well. And, um, but anyways, I, I liked it as well. I would say, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't go with Aaron because I was like, for one, I didn't think he would enjoy it. Right. I went with some <laughs> girls, um, or ladies, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to be for a young child. No, no. So, and I think back to what I was saying, just to close my thought on it, what it's doing. I don't know if you heard this. All the profits are going to stop sex trafficking. So they're actually donating all the proceeds. Oh, I did not know that. Two groups. All of that is fantastic. So mm-hmm. I would support the movie completely and say, let's go for it. I would have, and maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I can't, maybe you couldn't have made the movie any other way, but I'm not sure that that's true. And so I, that's what I struggled with. You know, like if I was making a movie about that topic, I might've been somewhat careful with what I put in mm-hmm. and what I didn't, but, but I'm not judging cause it's, it's totally a tough topic. It is. And it was a big wanna... company that got them. It wasn't her. Yeah. It was Francine Rivers play uh, or script. What, what am I thinking of? Playwright scripting whatever it was her script that she wrote for the scene or for the whole thing but then one of the big ones picked it up and so then they're going to do it their way so i I get that she probably had no control over that but who knows yeah i mean the thing that's also hard with going from book to movie i think all the time is in the book you get to hear their thoughts right sure you get to actually see god talking to him through the spirit and just different things like that whereas like in the book or in the movie, you you don't really get to... Right. Yeah, because, I mean, in the book, when he first sees her, he has, you know, like, he feels the spirit, you know, stirring and whatnot, whereas right. in the movie, it looked like he just thought she was attractive, you know? And so you're like, okay, and then and then I think kind of ties it in when he says, God, you have quite a sense of humor, you know? Um, but that's that's what's hard, you know, going from... Especially when it's him having a personal relationship with God, like that's not right. an audible thing, you know? Yeah. So that can be kind of hard to translate. And misunderstood by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at first I was like, it just looks like he finds her attractive, which that could be part of it, but it's, yeah, more than that. So yeah. anyways, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I didn't know that they were do- Donating the proceeds, that's pretty cool. And I liked it too. Like I said, I, no, I, I, I want to recommend it to people. As a pastor, I'm a little nervous about saying, yeah, you should totally go see it because I know I was uncomfortable with a couple parts. And you're like, I don't know what you struggle with. I, I was, don't know. Right, yeah. I was turning my head or covering my eyes, you know, that kind of stuff. And if somebody else goes and they're like, you totally tripped me up, I'd be like, well, that wasn't, sorry, I wasn't trying to do that. So. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. All right, what are you learning? So I have now returned back to work. I don't think I was the last time we chatted. So he's going to daycare, which he's doing. He's doing well. Um, but just that whole learning of balancing work and mom life. And you kind of feel like you're not doing well at either because being at work, not like I'm constantly thinking about him, but you know, I am. And then, so you feel like you're not giving your all at work and then you get home and you only get a couple of hours. So then you're like, I don't really feel like I'm giving him. I mean, obviously when I have that time, I'm giving him my all, but you also are trying to get dinner done, get all these other things done. And so just trying to not only learn that balance, but also give myself grace during that. 
and understanding that I can still be doing a good job at work even if I am thinking of him or it's okay if he has to sit in the bouncer while I make dinner. Like that's not, he still is right there, you know. Um, and he's this young, I don't think it's going to scar him for life. So no, just like, yeah, trying to learn that balance, but also learning when, because like I'm going to try and take a few days off so I can spend time with him. I think in the summer I'm going to try to take some half days like every week knowing that like yes I might take might not get as much money in my paycheck but that that doesn't matter as much as no. spending time with my son in his first year of life you know so that's also the thing of before I wanted all that money in that paycheck whereas now it's like that's definitely not as important as watching my son grow up right so no, it's not learning all of that <clears throat> that is a good thing to learn what are you learning? So I don't know how to say this, but I'm I'm trying to learn what in the world is going on. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I and specifically here, I'm gonna I'm gonna just step into this dangerous topic and say I'm trying to figure out what's going on with COVID. Cause I feel like even saying that makes people immediately assume massive thoughts of oh, yeah. conspiracy theory craziness. Or polarizing things. Yeah. But I've talked to enough doctors and enough other people that are kind of confused as to what's happening that I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just, I'm, I'm reading multiple sources. Like I, and I shared this a little bit earlier with the 2022 talk that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's some, there's some, clear weirdness going on with all of it that I'm just trying to go, what is this? Cause I have friends that are going full bore conspiracy theory and I'm not comfortable with that. Cause I don't, I'm not convinced, you know, that there's a secret society sitting around trying to figure out how to kill humans off. That sounds ridiculous, but I've also seen some really strange decisions be made even recently by a lot of people. And I'm going, I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So so I'm just, I'm reading a lot. I'm listening to a lot of things, processing a lot of information. I don't know what to do with it, but I'm just trying to, and it, maybe I'll never figure Be it informed. out. But I'm just going, yeah, something feels wrong about this whole thing. You know, uh, you know, I know you and I have talked at different points, but just certain individuals that should be able to go see the doctor and get a medicine like day one, aren't able to get it till day four. So they need a stronger medicine. And by then, they have a different situation with the bacterial infection that they started with. And now they have to like start over in their intestines completely, you know, cause like the, the antibiotic kicked all of their intestine intestinal bacteria out. And they're like, it's a two month process to get rid of a sinus infection. Mm. And I'm going, some of this doesn't make sense to me. It, it, we have the best medical care in the world and yet we're struggling with this. And I don't, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if I'm pushing back or anything. I'm just trying to figure out what, what's going on and I don't have any answers. And I, I trust really smart people, and there's a lot of them on both sides of the equation mm-hmm. here. But I'm just going, eh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So that's what I'm learning. I'm not sure I'm learning anything. but <laughs> So you're trying to learn? Diving <laughs> into it. What are you listening to? Um, I'm really just listening to audiobooks. In any of my spare time, like if all I'm getting ready and things. Uh, so sure. I was listening to Sarah's Key. Right now I'm listening to... Uh, People you meet on vacation or something like that. Um, so really just listening to audiobooks. I get them through um, 
a library app called Libby. Okay. So you can just use your library mm-hmm. card and you just basically rent them, and which is nice. Is that all free? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you go down to your local library, get a library card. That card opens up Libby. Libby gives you access to all kinds of audiobooks. Yep. And so you, so obviously, like they're not some of them, like just like at a library, are not all available. Sure. At a certain time. So, but yeah. So that's been really all I've been listening to. I mean, I don't get a ton of extra time to just listen to things. Right. Uh, but yeah, that would be what I'm listening to. For sure. Some fiction audiobooks. What are you listening to? So back to my, what I'm learning, I'm listening to a ton of medical podcasts. Oh. Probably super fun. Was a, that sounds real fun. I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> I'm not even going to post them because people are crazy and they jump to massive conclusions. Uh-huh. But I'm listening to doctors talk to doctors about doctory things and listening to them disagree with one another and just trying to see if, if there's anything between the lines there. I'm fine, and, and I will say this, what I'm finding that's interesting is most of the things that get printed are being mischaracterized on every side of this. Mm. So you'll read things like, for example, there was an article that came out that X amount of children went to the hospital at a higher rate than what the vaccine causes myocarditis, for example. Well, those are not even some answers. Like you're talking about hospitalization versus this. And people are just throwing that around like it's, oh yeah, it's totally true. Well, I could take anything and make it true if I want. Like if I want to slant numbers in a direction, mm-hmm. I can pick I can pick data and decide, oh, yeah, I like that and I don't like this, and so I'm just going to use this, mm-hmm. which seems to be what's happening in a lot of this. So I'm listening to them kind of argue with each other, and I'm going, they're not even listening to each other, which is mm-hmm. just the problem of everything that's going on right yeah. now. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'll stop there before I get too impassioned and furious, but weird weird things are going on. Yeah, it doesn't seem quite, and I think that a lot of people would probably say that it just doesn't quite to seem all be adding up. So on both sides of the aisle, yeah, like it's not, yeah. I think we finally moved past the politics of it, and we're getting into a what is this going to look like six months from now? Are we going to be a country? Are we going to be a world? Like what you know? And you've got European countries starting to drop all mandates. I know. So then you're like, what Saw that with the UK. What is going on? And it wasn't just the UK. There were a couple other yeah. European countries as well. So I like the idea that I'll be able to go to Israel in January of 2023 with no issues. But right now I'm just crossing my fingers and closing my eyes. Yeah, right. And by the way, that's not really how, I, you know, obviously I'm praying and asking the Lord for wisdom as to when to go. But whew, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What's on your heart? So, I mean, it kind of goes with, with, I mean, all of my things have to do with being a mom nowadays. Um, and something that I've found to be very difficult is, like, being social. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and I don't know if it's the being home for so long with just a child. I don't know. I don't know. Because even going to small group and things, I just find hard to, like, talk to people. Like, <laughs> I mean, Aaron is the more social out of the two of us. I would actually probably, I never would have thought I would have said I was an introvert because when you're younger, being an introvert, I feel like, isn't the fun one. So it, has, like, it has a negative connotation. So you're like, I'm never going to be the introvert. Right. But I, I, I mean, we both have our introvertedness, but I do like being at home. A lot. And so it is hard to to go out and be social, 
especially with people that I don't know. Right. You know? So, because we've started in a small group. And, I mean, it's a great small group. I do love it. Great people. But I I find that I struggle to actually want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. Like, I go, but it's just a lot to go. And so... We went to a basketball game, a bunch of us did, to support somebody this last weekend, which was great. And I, one one thing I found myself doing, whatever they asked me, I just made sure to ask back, right? Hmm. So that I can at least start to build some relationship with these people. Sure. Because I feel like I just do a lot of, like, wallflowering. Just like, I'm just going to stand there. And I'm okay with that, you know? So, but trying to take a genuine interest in their lives. So that was one of my things was whatever they ask me, I'm going to ask back. Um, so they asked me like how my week was. And then I was able to ask them how their week, you know? And so just trying to have some actual right. conversations. So what's been on my heart is I struggle right now with being social with people that I don't really know. Yes. So. Yeah. And it sometimes takes years to like get that back. Thanks. Not no, in I'm a negative, not in a <laughs> negative just way. I'm just totally kidding. You're going to watch your boy become like a person and you're going to want to spend a lot of time with him. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. So some of that antisocial feeling isn't weird. It's just part of having a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're constantly like when I go to these social things, I'm constantly like, well, does his diaper need to be changed? Do I need to feed him? Yep. Like all of those things. Yep. Yeah. end up, being there and so it exponentially changes life Mm -hmm. yeah but what's also nice is he's a great buffer yeah people just want to talk to him and like you know what i mean like talk about him and that's actually like me earlier today you came over to talk to me about the podcast and i sat with your son and just like tickled his toes and made weird noises to Mm -hmm. him until he smiled and it was amazing but that's but that's also what's kind of nice in this time yeah. when I'm not really good at being social with people I don't know is he's a great buffer. So And he's cute. He is adorable. So that helps a lot. Yeah. So what about you? What's on your heart? Uh the biggest thing this kind of goes to a lot of what I'm talking about, whether it's my reading list or my some of my watching movies. Mm-hmm. You can you can be really passionate about something and be dead wrong. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> oh yes, you can. So I'm trying to be careful. What I want to be most passionate about is the gospel, and I, the gospel is always true. So I'm, I'm trusting that to be true. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things that some of my friends and and non friends are quite passionate about, based on their social media posts and elsewhere, <laughs> they have very strong opinions that they are totally right about everything. That can't possibly be true. So I have people that are trying to corner me on conspiracy theories or corner me on the other side of, you know, you should, I've had people come and tell me you should be telling everyone in your congregation to get vaccinated and to get these, you know, all these things. I don't feel comfortable with making people's medical decisions. And by the way, I never have. Everyone's acting like you guys should be speaking up more. We've never done that in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. Pastors are not standing up like, Hey, everybody get vaccinated. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. I, I don't feel comfortable about telling people what kind of medicine to take, let alone. Well, that's it, not your job. But that's that's what I'm that's saying. A, that, like, I mean, your job is to, as you just said, spread the gospel. And share the yeah, teach people how to follow Jesus. That's what we're job. That's our job. But there's yeah. people are like turning us into like wanting us to turn into like politicians or something. And then on the other side of it, well, I've to had, push an agenda. But I've had other people come to me and be like, "You need to tell everybody that this is a massive world conspiracy to to make a third of the population drop dead, so that overpopulation doesn't become a problem." 
No. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that because I, even if that were true, we don't know that yet. <laughs> There's no way if it if it comes out that that's true. You know if. That they created. This is so ridiculous. So that- but like, imagine if Anthony Fauci came out. He's like, "Yes, everyone, we've come out with a strategy to like wipe out a huge part of the human population, and so that's what we've done. Here's step one, step two, step three, step four. That's what we've been We're doing. We're on step five, and you're all yeah. about to die. If that happened, then maybe I would say something like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." First, okay, I don't believe that's going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, there are people that I know that like that's what they believe mm-hmm. is going to happen. I, I don't know what is true and what's not true at this point, but I believe that time will tell. And so I'm going to trust that Mm -hmm. on the flip side, I've never given people medical advice. That's not my job. So both sides of those, you're wrong. So you're, I'm, I am hoping that people stop being passionate about being wrong. Just trust what's true. Trust what you know to be true. Don't listen to all the stuff that you're reading and, and listening to. Just believe that God's got you. The gospel's good. You can trust him. Go with it. Yeah. That's what's on my heart. It's a good one. It's a good one, but it's hard to fully understand. Right? For some. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. 